0: I'm telling you, dude, I, <laughs> don't, don't act like I don't know what I'm doing here because I'm hitting the same button over and over.
1: I, the iPhone knows all. It
0: knows you're a boomer, so it just
1: messes with you a little bit. No, stop. Big
0: deal. no big deal, Chris. We're <laughs> that here. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. You know what? You know what uh, is the dead giveaway that I'm a boomer? That I over-dyed my beard this week. And I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I think it looks better. Yeah, you look you're, good. Average,
1: Boomers are self conscious. Millennials and Gen Z very confident for no reason. That's the mm. difference. Got it.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, I got a ton of issues. I, I have a therapy <laughs> meeting every Friday, so I can't wait till tomorrow. Um. All right, dude. Interesting stuff happening in the baseball world. Some good matchups, particularly out west. And let's start with the Mets and the Padres tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's the battle of the three hundred forty million dollars shortstop against the three hundred forty one million dollars shortstop. We're hoping. Tatis, you know, is still bothered a little bit by an oblique. They're hopeful that he'll be back in the lineup tonight. We will see. Uh, what storyline is more interesting at shortstop? The fact that Tatis continues to ascend or the fact that Lindor, for the first time playing for the Mets, has really struggled the first two months?
1: See, I I want to talk about Tatis, but I want to dispel this whole thing like that Lindor is, is done, you know, because I think this is really just a blip in the road for him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't – You, at 26, 27 years old, you don't just fall off a cliff. I think there's a lot of things going on here. New environment, pressure of a oh, big well. contract. I think we're going to be looking back at the beginning of the season, even by the end of the year, being like, oh, okay, just a slow start for him. You know, he's at – he's accumulated almost one more now. I'd be willing to bet he's – somewhere like three and a half by the end of the year, which isn't too far down from where he's been. He's been a seven-war player before. Mm -hmm. He's more comfortable in like that five-war range. So I think maybe we have a year where he's a little bit down this year. And then I would say even next year, I'd be willing to bet he's an all-star next year. I think there's just a little bit of an adjustment period for him. Think about what he has to do, man. He leaves Cleveland. When you play in the central – Central Division is very comfortable. It's not a big media market. You can right. get comfortable there. You don't have to deal with a lot of the things that he has to deal with now. Like not only is it he's playing for the Mets in in New York, but like you sign that contract and you got to do a bunch of off the field stuff now, and you got to focus on different things. I think once he gets the reins on all of that and gets back into like a good established routine, which he will, I think we're going to see the Francisco Lindor that we've been used to seeing. I think he's. Three and a half WAR at the end of this year, and I think he's an all-star next year.
0: So, a few things. First of all, Tatis's numbers are insane. I love Tatis. Fuck, and, and there's no question. But particularly when you consider he has missed 18 games, and he is only one off the home run lead. That that's ridiculous. He would be blowing guys away if he had let's say he had played in 15 of those 18 games that he had missed. You probably put up another four or five homers, and he's running away with this thing at this point of the season. But I agree with everything that you have said about Francisco Lindor and people that have followed my career over the last decade know that he is my favorite Cleveland Indian of all time, in part because of the way he handles things. And yeah, he's taken some missteps this year, the whole rat versus gopher thing or whatever the hell that Mm -hmm. was. That was weird, but he is starting to hit a little bit. Three of his last Mm -hmm. five games, he has multi-hit games. He's starting to swing it. He's starting to feel himself. You're going to see that smile really start beaming, I think. And look, the Mets have been great with all the injuries and without the guy they traded for. This mm-hmm. is not, I don't know who that's been in Francisco Lindor's uniform. It has not been him. And one last thing, you are dead on. I can't tell you how many guys have told me they felt more pressure, proof once they signed the big deal than before when they were trying to get the money.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's the mark of someone that really cares. Like, he feels the pressure because he wants to live up to the contract. I think mm-hmm. I think he'll tone it down a little bit, understand how to rein that emotion in. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, like I said, Chris, is getting back to his baseball routine. It's got uplifted. It's been changed. He just needs to dial in a little bit, and he'll be fine.
0: Okay, let's move on to the other big series out west. It is the Cubs at the Giants. I like to call this – the hey let's make Chris Rose shut the hell up bowl. Uh, because I've been all over both franchises saying, hey, cute little start, but I think you're both sellers at the deadline. So which team is more likely to make me look like an idiot?
1: <laughs> oh man. I had a joke though. I'm not gonna do it on you. I'm not gonna Why? do it. Why? Go for I it. will say this. I will say this. Go, In- come on, dude. <laughs> It's not – whatever. We're moving on. We're moving on. You're not an idiot. I was going to say you're an idiot, but you're not an idiot. You're a great
0: guy. Well, you could say I'm an idiot either way, <laughs> you, whether both teams fall out of the standings or not. You're a complete moron. Believe me.
1: I think they're both good teams. But in the near future, you got to look at the schedules here. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're playing each other right now. Then you go the Giants have Texas, Washington, Arizona, Philly, the Angels. Like those, that's, those are all winnable series right there. And then if you go to the Cubs, let me get it up here. They have a much tougher schedule. they got the Giants, obviously, then the Padres, then the Cardinals, then the Mets, then Miami, then Cleveland for two before the Dodgers, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. They have a hell of a schedule coming up. This is mm-hmm. definitely make or break time for them. This is going to be – if they can get through that portion of the schedule and still be good – they're going to be you know, flipping the bird to you and to the trade deadline. So I think the Giants will probably be that team that's, mm. that's going to call you an idiot. Um, but I'd really, like the the, I'd really like both of them to be able to say that.
0: <laughs> that, that, that was my pointer finger. I wouldn't, I wouldn't flip them. Um, okay. So one interesting stat for me. Okay. The Giants are tied with the Yankees for the most shutouts in all of baseball. The Cubs are tied with the Brewers – as the only teams that haven't thrown a shutout in a year where it's easier to hold teams down than ever before. So we've talked about the Cubs lack of starting pitching on this show before. I think think that's going to be a problem, continue to be a problem. A Cubs fan came at me yesterday on Twitter and I owned up to it. He was like, didn't you say that that the Cubs were going to suck? I "I didn't say the Cubs were going to suck. I said I didn't think that they could hang with the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Central. And I want to quote one baseball philosopher who said, I don't think we've really proven anything. It's June 2nd. We've proven to each other how much fun we're having, how good we are, but there are four more months. That's from Anthony Rizzo. That's not from Chris Rose. That's from Anthony Rizzo, who plays Major League Baseball. So as great as the stories have been, everybody just slow your roll for a second. We're one-third of the way through this, baby, and that's it.
1: One hundred percent, man. I totally agree with that statement. Um those guys know. they because 'cause they've been there before this yes.
0: it's a, it's a long season. Uh
1: I I do think both these teams have a chance, Chris. I really, really do. But this next part of the schedule for the Cubs is, is I think is the is the deciding factor mm-hmm. that's gonna decide are we gonna be together at the end of the season or is I think Anthony Rizzo will be there or are the other guys Bryant right. and Baez,
0: gonna be gone. Yep. I still think Bryant's on the move, and I still think some of the Giants pieces are on the move, although you and I seem to differ on that. All right, let's move on to the Astros trying for the four-game sweep of Boston this afternoon in Houston. For the Red Sox, bump in the road or kind of scary times ahead?
1: I think it's more of a bump in the road only because the Astros are just a damn good team. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're the best offensive team in baseball if you're looking at uh, weighted runs created plus. So they came in, shellacked them the first game, 11-2. to two, And then they've been close games, 5-1, I think, and 3-1, something like that. So I think it's more of, hey, man, like, our offense went cold. Houston's a really good team. If they can salvage this last game, I think they'll just – throw this behind them. If they get swept, it's a little bit more of a problem, maybe mentally for them. But even then, I think they just move on. It's a really good team. You know, when a good team comes in and you're not playing well, you're going to lose some games. So for me, I think it's a bump in the road. Obviously they've surprised the hell out of, I mean, the Sox are high Cubs and Giants, okay. if you know. So uh, I'm happy that they're doing it. They've had. We talked about Pavetta and Richards yesterday and how they've stepped up. Um,
0: you know, Pavetta looked good last night. So sure I think, it,
1: I think more of, it's just more of a bump in the road, if you ask me.
0: So if anything, it, even if Boston loses today, the one thing they should be able to take out of this, although they, I think they gave up 11 runs in that Monday game, is that for the most part, their pitching has yeah. held up pretty well against a tough lineup. problem is they haven't swung the bats. They've scored yeah. four runs in those three losses. But I look at the schedule, okay? We talked about June, and we circled it for the Red Sox. So after this series, they face New York for the first time all year. Actually, they have six games against the Yankees in June. Three more with Houston. Four with Toronto. Three with Tampa Bay. Then their easier part of the June schedule is six against the Royals, who they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team because they can lay it on you offensively. Two with Atlanta and one with Miami. And they only have two off days the entire month. This is going to be a dog-tired team after facing some of these lineups. If they get through this month strictly at 500, that is a win for Red Sox Nation. Um... I will see. I I, I want to wait. Yeah, look, right.
1: like like Rizzo said, this is we're we're two months through. Yes. You no, know, we yes. we got standings are great to they're great for fans to look at. You know, we're, and they make for a good conversation between you and I. But you know, the reality is that even June doesn't matter, and July doesn't matter. Like you got to get through this whole season. So yes, all these teams have to stay healthy. They have to continue to over um, achieve, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then the depth comes into question. And I don't know how much pitching depth the Red Sox have. I don't think – Very they, little. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. If they can keep doing it, we, we're hoping that. I want all the teams to do well because that
0: makes for a fun September. For well, us. yes, it does. The more yeah. teams, the merrier. Let's yeah. go. We don't want to see teams battling for draft position. That yeah. and, sucks.
1: And I love my guy, Heim Bloom that came over from the Rays. Yeah. So um, I'm rooting for him, and he's, he's exceeded expectations, obviously. You, you trade Mookie Betts – and you get people to completely forget about that because your team is good, like way sooner than they thought. I don't think they've completely forgotten.
0: You, you don't hear talked about that much anymore. Maybe I'm no, just – thought- There's a difference between not talked about much and completely forgotten.
1: You're true. That's right.
0: True. Because if Boston is sitting out the postseason party and Mookie's doing what he did last October, they're not going to forget.
1: Maybe that's what it is. That Mookie's kind – like he's been good but not like Mookie Mookie yet this year.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Great call. All right, last one. Uh, Did you see Braves fans, what they were chanting the other day in Juan Soto's direction? They chanted overrated um, at the dish, and he has certainly responded. And so, too, did the Nationals' Twitter account. When they came out with the lineup yesterday, you know, it's Trey Turner hitting first, blah, 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 and they put hitting third and playing right field or left field overrated. They didn't even put Juan Soto's name, and then he responded with a home run and a huge game. Do you think Braves fans should continue with that shtick today and keep chanting overrated, overrated? Or should they say, yeah, maybe we should tone it down?
1: They should take a page or don't do what the New York Knicks fans did. Message Trey ah. Young. Don't, don't do that because he silenced them all. And then, you know, I love Braves Twitter. I'm a big fan of Braves Twitter. They're, they're a smarter fan base than that. So I think this is just a
0: few people that started this chant. Obviously, you could – hey, hold on though, Plouffe. It's more than a handful of people. You could hear the chance of overrated. You
1: yeah, it's, a, it's mob mentality. Once some a few people do it, they all do it. Stop. there, Juan Soto, you can rate him the highest rating you can give, and he'll never be overrated. The guy's 22 I freaking know. years old, Chris, and he's already uh, – what, he's a top three hitter in baseball.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? This, this isn't the first time that the – you know, these fan bases or Soto in particular has been involved in something. We all remember what Joe Simpson said about him a couple of years ago, which was more ironic. And then uh, I think in the off season, uh, a Braves fan said something about Soto not winning NL rookie of the year on Twitter. And he responded with just a, um, an emoji of a ring. So (laughs) Soto's involved in this too. And by the way, have you seen what he's done the first two games of this series? Yes. He's been on base seven of nine plate appearances. Just saying. Uh, and I get that his OPS this year is 847, which is like 110 points lower than his career average. But he's still – when he faces the Braves, something goes – do you know he'll, who's he'll got home. his best OPS against against any National League
1: team? Is it the Braves?
0: It's the Braves. Do you know who he has his most homers against against any National League team? Sounds like the Braves to me. It's not the Braves. It's the <laughs> Phillies. But the Braves are second. So there you go. <laughs> so, but,
1: but, yeah, I mean, what he's accomplished already is incredible. So uh, – I, I don't know, man. They
0: should just sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah, and by the way, the Acuna Soto battle over the next decade is going to be phenomenal in that division.
1: He's the kind of guy, Chris, where like I think the game, the game is so easy to him. Yeah. When someone tells him like you can't do something, or he gets a little something like that, like he flips on that extra switch and like actually tries harder and that's not good like don't yeah. do that. they should they should be killing this guy with kindness telling him how good he is cuz i think then he'll mellow
0: out a little bit the John opposite Boy. not true do not go
1: at this guy because he
0: will tear your heart out all right i'm about 10 minutes from a big lifting session with my trainer so i can Ooh. get your body and shape um, what do you have going on with Cowboy media today
1: i have nothing coming out today we're filming um our series recap tomorrow morning. That'll be live on our YouTube page, Talking Baseball YouTube page. Good. So, That's it, man. I'm chilling. I, I got the kids today.
0: We're going to the pool, all that good stuff. I already got my workout in. That'll weigh. What Senior about you? Training. What do you got? Um, so I'm wearing my Reds spring training hat from a couple of years ago because Nicholas Castellanos, his right. episode with Miguel Rojas is out. I'm just going to say this. Um, I, I, I'm not going to pick a favorite episode I've had because we've had 28 great ones, and I appreciate everybody's time. Castellanos takes us to places that we haven't gone before. I'm just telling you, he is as honest as he gets. We covered everything. Um, You know, he faces St. Louis tonight. He's going to tell you why he loves playing there. What really pissed him off about being suspended after the Cardinals incident. What took him to becoming the elite hitter that he is. He's always been able to rake. Mm -hmm. He's on a different planet right now. And um, there's just some amazing stuff that happens. So, Go watch it, give it the old thumbs up, and and Miguel Rojas is great. He actually joined us from his locker because he's getting rehab right now on his digit that mm-hmm. he busted up, and uh, shows us around the locker room. and And a teammate makes a surprise appearance.
1: I like that. I like Castellanos a lot. I've known him for a long time. I saw him come up in Detroit. He used to have he used to be a very bad uni guy, but then I oh realized yeah that if you're in Detroit, you're a bad uni guy. There's a the 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 worst unis. In baseball, like all those belt loops and the mock turtleneck thing that they do.
0: Horrible. So I'm glad he's out of there. He looks really good in his uni now. And he's raker. Yeah. Um, So listen, everybody have a great day. Enjoy your baseball. Some great, great matchups coming your way today. We will see you again on Friday when I am debuting a brand new hat that I am super excited about. I'm just telling you, it came yesterday, and I I thought it was like the holiday season.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was good. I'm excited now. Really good. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Enjoy the kids in the pool. Don't forget to wear your floaties. See you. All right. (laughs)